I wanted to give some exposition into this episode prior to the bulk of the interview. For those of you that are new and joining us today, welcome. I'm Brett Gaffney. On today's episode, I ventured north to Chicago to talk and spend the weekend with an old friend, someone who I might consider the closest thing to an older brother. Morgan McCoy was a youth group leader and a mentor to me in high school days. We both went on a backpacking trip in Medicine Bow National Forest in 2018. Prior to us recording the interview, we had spent the day doing a lot of touristy things around Chicago, such as seeing the Bean, going to the sky deck of Willis Tower, and having numerous cups of coffee. Originally, when I was in the conceptual phases of the podcast, I had planned to interview people outside of my inner bubble to branch forth on the idea of the interweb of people that we all know and to have the people that I've previously interviewed to recommend to me who I should talk to or interview next. But for this episode, I wanted to make an exception, as I think what Morgan has to say can be applied to each and every person in some way. So, without further ado, welcome to A Word Before We Leave. Welcome to A Word Before We Leave. I am Brett Gaffney. Today on A Word Before We Leave, I have Morgan McCoy with me. Morgan is a 33-year-old living in Chicago, he is a pediatric nurse, father, husband, and dog dad, and plans to climb every 14er in Colorado. Morgan, thank you for being here today. Of course. Now, to start us off, here at A Word Before We Leave, we have uh, a certain amount of segments that we like to do. So, for this, the first segment of today, we are going to do Word of the Day. Okay. So, today's Word of the Day, um, if you don't understand the concept of Word of the Day, it's pretty simple. Uh... I'm going to give you a word, I'll give you the definition, and then the goal is for each of us to think of a sentence or example sentence using said word. Okay. Pretty simple. Um, so today's word of the day is brought to you by Merriam-Webster, not sponsored, um, and the word is culminate. Culminate usually means to reach the highest or a climatic or decisive point or to reach the end or final result of something. And the example sentences are, the festivities will culminate with a spectacular display of fireworks, or the partnership between the two songwriters culminated at last in chart-topping singles. Okay. So I'll give you a little bit of time. You can think about okay. what you want to say for culminate, and then uh, we can, you can go first, and then I'll go after you. Okay. Do I just go ahead and say it? Yeah. Just Every experience I ever have will culminate in the last moment of my life. Very nice. And my sentence is, all of the hard work that we have put in will culminate to a greater purpose. Okay. So now that we're going to dive into kind of the the, the grassroots of the podcast, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions. This will lead into mm -hmm. a very conversation-based um, thing. And we'll just kind of pick your brain a little bit, see how... You operate as a person, get into your little inner philosophies based on cer certain topics that you want to talk okay. about. Yeah. So my first question is, what is one thing that gets you out of bed every day? Um, well, very literally, the thing that's been getting me out of bed lately is my two-year-old daughter wakes up at about 530 and loves to scream, wake up, daddy, in my face. Um, so that is the very, very literal thing. Hello, Maeve. Um, that wakes me up. Um, but on, on a deeper sense, I'd say, um, a sense of, of duty in that I have a responsibility to work and, and provide for my family. So we talked a little bit, um, prior to this podcast about a certain idea that you described kind of like 
what gets you going. So mm-hmm. how, how would you like to describe that to the listener? Wow. Um, and this is what we were talking about when we were facing my greatest fear, right? Yeah. His greatest fear being heights in reference to us being at the top of the Willis Tower previously. Okay. Uh, so this idea over the past probably five to ten years has kind of taken root in me is just um, the concept of pursuing the new. Um, so always finding a way to chase and experience new things. I think the the biggest part of the quote-unquote pursuing the new is the element of making yourself a little uncomfortable um, in new situations and hoping in some in some way that you will experience an important amount of growth or change in your life for the better, preferably. It uh, doesn't always happen that way, but just to try and Im- improve yourself as a person and a human being through experiencing new things. What are some new things that you've done recently? Uh, well, I live here in Chicago. Uh, I'm a native of Kansas City, just like you. Um, so this was a big new thing that we did, and it, ha- it has been incredibly difficult and hard, but also joyful. Um, now that I live here, I, I live in a, in, in a city life mindset, um, which has opened me up to new possibilities and new opportunities. Would you say that coming like to the transition from Kansas City to Chicago has changed the sort of um, mentality when it comes to work or like raising a family at all? Because being that I, I think it's fascinating for me, our, our age difference, because you're in the position where you, you are starting your family, raising your family and working mm. full time. So what does that look like making that transition from Kansas City to Chicago? Uh, well, the biggest difference is that I am actually probably working more than I did when we lived in Kansas City. Um, just because Heidi, my wife, is uh, working less now because we don't have the resources to uh, pay for childcare in Chicago because it's so much more expensive. And we don't have the luxury of having Heidi's job uh, subsidize childcare. So that's a, that's a big deal. So Heidi has been staying at home more, working less, and then I've been working more. Mm-hmm. As a father, what is what are some lessons that have applied to you when it came to pursuing the new? Because raising a child is a whole other animal when it comes, oh. Oh. comes along with that. Don't I know it? Um, well, honestly, becoming a first-time father is a very, very new thing. Um, I'm the youngest of, of four, so I can't, you know, imagine what it was like for my dad when I came around, but, uh, I know that having her has been just probably one of the most painful experiences in that it has revealed to me like so many of my shortcomings that I didn't necessarily have to focus on or be aware of Mm -hmm. until I realized that I was now responsible for the life of a young child. Um, so that has been something about it, uh, speaking to that element of like improving myself and becoming a better human being, um, having a child has definitely revealed a lot of those areas in which I need to work on myself. So that's a, that's a, an element of becoming a father. That's a, a really, really big deal. And I have always been very protective of the family that I do have in the sense of my wife, silly silly enough my dog like you know just like loving them and and feeling this obligation to provide and um that hasn't always been in a monetary sense because for 
a couple years in our marriage, I was just working a dead end job. So legitimately, sometimes that took a very literal protective sense. There are instances in which I've had to protect my family. And so um, that's not a macho man sense. It's just uh, something that happens, especially seeing as, you know, my wife is a very peaceful and non-confrontational human being. So if that situation ever occurs, it usually falls on me to you know, take over that. So how would you describe the dynamic of time between spending time with yourself compared to spending time with your family? In the sense of now or just in in general? In the sense of of now. I mean, I think we talked a little bit about um, your years prior to like, like when Mm -hmm. you were my age. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like for someone like me who's 22 years old Mm -hmm. compared to someone at your age? Um, Well, To put it simply, it's immensely different. Um, I remember being in my early 20s and even into my middle 20s before I got married, uh, just on a whim, even if I was in a relationship, being able to pull up and go somewhere and not have to worry about the consequence of, like, is my relationship going to suffer or am I going to need to be at home to help take care of my kid or my pet because I didn't have one. And so just the very large amount of freedom that came along with being a bachelor, being single, not having children, and then the big transition to being married, in which my time is no longer solely my own, but also being um, in a marriage with somebody who is somewhat a free spirit, uh, like also loving to journey, like it wasn't the biggest and most difficult change for me to, to embrace, but having a child has definitely been... Something that, if you want to use the word, restricts my freedom. Um, that's been the biggest change for me in, in, in what I'm able to do and what I have been uh, unable to do. Um, we're going to take a little pause because yeah, my child fine. wants marshmallows. This segment is called Wordplay. Wordplay is a game that is pretty straightforward and to the point. This mm. is something I play with most of my guests. And the concept is that and I do apologize. I always have to apologize for this one because we talk over each other. That's the point of the game. I'm going to think of a word. Nothing in the room, nothing nearby, nothing that you can see. Mm-hmm. Random word that first thing comes to your head. You're going to think of the same thing. And then on the count of three, we're going to say the word together and then work our way to the same word. Oi. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I like to call it the classic camp game. Um, just so you know, as listeners, Morgan and I have been involved in uh, Christian camps for the past seven, seven, years? seven years, Morgan more so than me, because he did uh, a number of camps um, through se- several organizations, whereas I was uh, primarily um, involved in one organization. Mm-hmm. But um, this is a game that I learned at these camps, and I think it would be great to relive some uh, camp game attitude. So I'll give you 30 seconds to think of a word, any word that comes to the top of your mind. Get ready for toilet humor. I got a word. All right. Three, two, one. Wheat. What did you say? Heights. Heights. I said wheat. Wheat. Wheat and heights. Okay. So am I heading your direction or are you heading my direction? Because I think I know where you're at right now. We'll find out. Okay. Three, two, one. Kansas. Oh. Plains in Kansas. I got it. Okay. (laughs) Three, two.
two, one. Fields. Midwest. Ah, ah, that's two words. <laughs> it's 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 one. Okay, it's a compound word. Yeah, that's fine. Midwest and fields. Got it. Three, two, one. Sports. Nebraska. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's easy, easy, easy. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know where we're. Yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Football. Huskers. Oh, what the heck, dude? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say Huskers because it was football and corn. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, so you said football. I said Huskers. Three, two, one. Black shirts. Uh. <laughs> you didn't say a word. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. We're going back to. Um, you can't use black shirts. Yeah. No, I cannot. Um, football and Huskers. Three, two, one. Nope, nope, he's not ready. I'm having trouble. <laughs> this is so hard for me. <laughs> um, easy. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. Football, Huskers, think about it. Think about it. Okay. Three, two, one. Red. Lincoln. Ah. <laughs> Lincoln and red. We need to make a metaphysical jump here. We're in the state of Illinois. Lincoln in red. Oh, in your direction. Okay. Three, two, one. Blood. Trains. Oh. <laughs> what did you say? I said blood. <laughs> blood. Oh. Because he was shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have blood and trains. You come my direction. It's very easy. What? It's very easy. Trains and, and, and blood. You're coming my direction. You know where I was going with this, right? Because before it was Lincoln and red, blood, because he was shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you can't get... That's, that's as far as I'm going. I got it. Okay. Trains and blood. Three, two, one. Theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going because he was shot in a theater. He was like watching a play. Okay. Now I'm going to head your direction. Dead and theater. No, I'm heading on theater. I'm heading your direction. But you said dead. I said theater. Yes. Uh, now I have to... Oh, uh, I'll head your direction. Theater shows. I don't know. I mean... Oh, I, I got it. Wait, dead theater shows? Oh, God, no. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. Sweet Todd! Gosh, dang it! Shakespeare. Because <laughs> he's 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 dead. I know. I was thinking you were going to say Todd, Ford. Sweeney Todd Ford and theaters. Shakespeare. Uh-huh. What, you were going to say... Ford Theater? Yeah. Yeah, No. Oh God! This Shakespearean. Is... We were Todd. so close at first. No, I I think this is obvious. Sweeney Todd and Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Can we use a word we've used before? Can we circle back to one? Or no? Cause... Try not to. Okay. <sighs> can we use a name, or does that have to you be can one use a word? name? Okay. Names are allowed. Okay. That because I'm thinking of a name. Mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd and Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Johnny Hamlet. Depp. Ah, ah. <laughs> Hamlet and Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, easy, easy, super easy. Think simple. Johnny Depp, Hamlet. What do these two things have in common? Uh, oh God, that's tough for me. I'm not much on celebrity these days. No, 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 no. You're overthinking it already. I know. I usually do. That's how Hamlet and Johnny Depp. Look at me. Look at me. Three, two. I don't know. No, ready. <laughs> <sighs> you got it. No. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is so maddening. <laughs> Hamlet, Johnny Depp. Hamlet, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, Hamlet. Hamlet, Johnny Depp. It makes sense. 
to you maybe, but our brains no, are yeah, very to different. me, to me specifically. Think. Oh God. Three, uh, two, uh, one. Uh, actor, pirates. actor. <sighs> actor, pirates. Huh? Uh, uh, this is tough. I, I don't know. Maybe another actor who was a pirate who also knows Johnny Depp. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say another name. Um, I, I am going to say, I got it. Actor, pirates. What do these two things have in common? It's right in front of you. Three, two, one. Money. Movies. Uh, movies and money. Surf's up. Come on, bro. This is movies and where money. you want to be. Movies and money. All right. Three, two, one. Hollywood. Profit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's where you want to go. Profit. I said profit. So profit and Hollywood. Weinstein's not an option here. We can't use I, that. I one. wasn't thinking okay. that. I wasn't thinking that. Okay. Profit and Hollywood. I think we're drifting apart. Like Hollywood was our best bet yet, and we just like no actor. Actor was our best bet between Johnny Depp and Hamlet. Not true because Hamlet's not an actor. He's a prince of the Danish kingdom. Yeah, but actors play Hamlet. Yeah, but actors don't play Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is I know Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Hollywood profit. I got it. Three. Two. I don't have it. You're, You're thinking st- too hard. Just, I just know, I know. First word that comes to your mind. Uh, uh, Hollywood uh, profit. Uh, We're going to speed round this. Three, two, one. Gold. Success. Gold and success. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Gold and success. I got it. Are we going biblical here? I wasn't going to. I was going to okay, go very yeah, simple yeah. in the okay, grand okay, scheme okay, of words. Okay, okay, yeah. Gold and success. Yeah. Three, two, one. Rich. Wealth. Oh, uh, that's like it. very close. Wealth and rich. Uh... Um, three, two, one. Not investor. me. Uh, me neither. Investor and not me. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that's that's uh that's literally all people but me. An investor? Yeah, I don't invest. I'm not very good at it. I should. Okay, okay. so we're on investor and not me, which is two words technically. I know. I I <laughs> I slipped. I had a moment of weakness. That's okay. You're forgiven. Okay, thank you. Investor and not me. I got it. I got it. Sync up. Investor and not me. Three, two, one. Student. Daphne. Oh, okay. Student. What is something recent that, that has just happened in my personal life? Got it. Got it. Three, two, one. Graduate. Graduate. Uh... <laughs> that took way too long. Yeah, that one took six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But that is okay, because now we can go back to the questions. Okay. Okay, so previously we were talking um, a lot about um, family and 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 pursuing the new, mm-hmm. as you put it. So I would like to kind of dive more into that pursuing the new mm. topic. Um, what is What is something that you would love to do in your life that you haven't done yet? Let's say bucket list. What's your mm. bucket list look like? Uh, in regard to my family or just everything? Oh, bucket list is long. Uh, I kind of mentioned earlier that a lot of the things I want to do are related to adventuring and um, being outside and experiencing new. Is... You did take your shoes off, Maeve. Um, that is not one of those things. Um, 
of just like pushing myself in an outdoor setting because that's what I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of those things is attempting to do the Appalachian Trail. That's good. I'm glad you're okay, whether in part or in full. Um, And then also, I'd already mentioned earlier, um, trying to summit every 14er in Colorado just to start. And then, you know, maybe trying other... Other places around the country or yeah. around the world, if I can get a chance to do that. And doing way more camping. I love camping. Do you have any stories of camping? Oh, boy, do I, Brett? I would love to hear one. Oh, okay. Um, well, most recently, this is actually uh, a couple, well, it's been a month ago, I guess. Um, we decided to, for our anniversary, take Maeve to Starved Rock State Park in Illinois and it was going to be her first camping trip. She's two, so she would never have done anything like this before. So we did cooking outdoors. We tried to do some fishing. We went hiking. We saw a waterfall. It was all this really, really, really fun stuff. And we set the tent up and we made dinner. Um, and then towards the end of dinner, um, we're sitting there. I, I was getting ready to clean all the dishes, wash everything up. And then as I'm dousing the fire out of nowhere... My daughter just perks up and says, Dad is a fat boy. (laughs) And then she knew it was funny because she's smart and then just continued to say Dad is a fat boy for probably the next 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, And I couldn't do anything but laugh because it's one over the last few months, a little a little more than just partially true. Uh, but then also it was just so funny because that was language that she had gathered from me one talking about myself and then also talking about our animals who are both rather chunky by the way as the listener if you're hearing thumping around that's that's just little old Maeve she's having fun right now she's running around getting some exercise in she's running around if you heard that she's saying hi to the listeners Maeve do you want to come say hi come here baby so this is this is the the one that called Morgan a fat boy. So do you see those letters and numbers there? That's where you say hello. Say hello. Just say hi. Hi Maeve. You can say hi to me. Say hi Mr. Brett. Are you bashful? <laughs> yeah. You should go watch TV while we finish up with this, okay? You're never going to get this much TV at one time ever again until you're like 30 and then you watch Netflix on end without. I want Bluey. You want to watch Bluey? Yeah. Okay. Let's finish this current thing that Brett and I are doing for a little bit and then I'll turn on some Bluey for you. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I can keep that one. That was good. So as... As time has gone on, how has your how has your bucket list changed when it came to pursuing new things? Uh, well, when I was first graduating um, college, it was more about trying to take a break because I'd worked so hard through high school and college to be successful academically. Um, when I graduated high school, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, so I would not say I fell short of that because in a lot of respects nursing care is more difficult to do um, just because of the stressful situation and hands-on nature of the job. 
not to detract from anything that doctors do, of course, because they have a very difficult job and are in charge of so many patients in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but just the life that they lead and the, the work-life balance that a lot of doctors have had that I've known uh, is not something I desire for myself and my family. So that's a big change. Um, and then also, as I've gotten into my 30s, um, realizing that my body someday will not be able to do the things it, it used to, and that's already starting to happen in some ways, um, is just to pursue those big, um, like life defining events and moments and, and, and successes that may not have much time to be achieved left in my life. Nice. Nice. If, if you could, let's say you had a time machine. Yeah. 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 And you could time travel. You have two choices. You can go and meet 80 year old you and have an hour conversation and coffee with them. Or you can go back and hang out with eight-year-old you. Would you choose to go and talk to the young version of yourself? Would you choose to go talk to the old version of yourself? And based on your choice, what do you think you'd talk about? Let's say this doesn't like affect any timeline. Hmm. It's not going to change yeah, anything. Yeah, so no metaverse or anything yeah. like that. <clears throat> I'd say I'd want to talk to younger me. Um, my theory on life, at least according to this podcast and what we've discussed is pursue the new. Um, so the me in now, the me I will always be, I want to kind of take those things as they come. I don't need to know exactly what's ahead of me. And that's a big change in my life too. Um, I used to want to know those things. Um, talk to younger me about, um, understanding that there is hope in the future for you. Um, it's just the idea of, there's so many good things coming your way. Um, and I don't think a lot of eight year olds really have the full brain capacity to process that idea. Um, but you know, there were times when I was an eight year old where I, I was, I was sad. I wouldn't say depressed because it's not an emotion I really understood. Um, but just like living in a small town and there being nothing and seeing my dad and my uncle and my grandpa and my brother do the same things that people had done for generations, seeing, seeing those family do the same things that everybody else had done for forever, that there are new things coming. There are good, good experiences and, and chances to, to move away and experience an adventure and not have to just be, the same person that everybody else in your family was. So that was really cool. I would say that. Nice. Thank you. Hmm? Now, um, I asked this question to everybody on the podcast. It's hmm. the general theme. Um, it's called a word before we leave for a reason. So now I'm going to drop the, the big question with you and you can direct this answer really to anybody. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, like it could be to a past version of yourself. It could be to the listener. It could be to your family in the future. Mm-hmm. It could be to anybody. So would you care to share a word before we leave? Uh, yes. In a phrase, perchance, not just a word. Okay. Um, anticipate the future. Don't be afraid of it. Well, everybody, I just want to say... Thank you for tuning in today. And it's Morgan, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And as a reminder, um, I'm going to first say some special thanks. Um, thank you to Rick Alloway for the inspiration of the podcast. I'd like to thank Matthew Blom, Heidi McCoy, Maeve McCoy, Gwenny McCoy, 
Morgan McCoy, uh, Matthew Gaffney, Ashley Gaffney, and uh, my roommates and supporters and the listener itself for tuning into a word before we leave. I would also like to thank Parker Ryle for equipment providence and um, for guidance when it comes to setting up a podcast. Thank you for listening to a word before we leave. And as a little inspiration, maybe you should try something new today. Thanks for listening. Well done.